Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Happy Thursday, everyone. As always, thank you for spending your lunch break with us, and welcome into Keeping Up with Bob Liddell. I'm your host, Joe Perello. I'm here with the man, the Mr. Legend, Bob Lavelle, Mr. Bob Lavelle himself. Uh, Bob, we were just talking off the air a little bit uh, about the Patriots. We'll get into that uh, a little bit later in the show, but uh, first I, I just want to get right into it and get your thoughts. The Red Sox are still playing. Pace, playoff baseball continues uh, in Boston. They came away with a 3-1 to series win over the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa a couple nights back. Uh, just kind of talk to me about the way you feel about this team right now. It's, it certainly seems like they're continuing what has been a, a magical run. Everything just seems to go their way. It's um, one of those uh, karma issues that uh, <laughs> they, they seem to have everything in place. And, yeah. again, they get a couple of days off the rest and then play at home we just don't know if it's against Oakland or Detroit obviously yeah 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 and you know you mentioned karma I was talking to one of my friends the other night uh, I was visiting him and he's a he's a Yankees fan we won't hold it against him but he, he was he was mentioning to me how it just seemed like you know this just seemed like a Red Sox kind of year they're winning all their close games they the, the schedule lined up for them uh, pretty well and you know, they got a matchup with a team that they had played really well this, you know, throughout the regular season and the postseason. Uh, just does it seem like that, that the, the stars are kind of aligning for the Red Sox right now? It's – they're as good as they've been all year long. They really are peaking. I mean, and we have had the chance to watch this team develop before our very eyes into a really yeah. good baseball team. Uh, I hesitate to say great, but on the other hand – yeah. They've won a lot of games in dramatic fashion, and they continue to have what it takes. They are—they have become a really good uh, baseball team and have matured right in, right before our very eyes. It's been a lot of fun to watch and, and actually be part of. Yeah, well, they've definitely matured, and their their beards have gotten longer <laughs> right before our very eyes. Well, uh, they're, kind of, it's they're kind of fun. <laughs> It's a little bit of this, of a distraction, I agree. Um, Mike, I think Oakland will be the one to give them more problems than Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, either one, Red Sox could easily lose to either either Detroit or Oakland because they're both very good teams. But I think, well, Detroit has the the Verlanders and the Scherzers and the yeah. the headline name pitchers. I think Oakland is is a deeper, better. Uh, better team that can do more things and if you can do yeah. more things it can beat you in, in different ways and that's I'd rather see the Red Sox play Detroit I mean that's just me yeah well like you said I mean both at, at this well, point you, you're, you're not exactly getting an easy series either way 
What do you want? Uh, I kind of agree with you. I think I think Oakland is, like you said, a little bit deeper and a, a little bit more versatile, uh, so to speak. But man, Detroit! You talk about the the top end of that pitching staff. You talk about the power hitter they got. You you know Miguel Cabrera. You talk about he's uh, kind of power. Yeah, yeah. Well, with him out, and I don't think where, where does he's not the same sorry, guy. Cabrera's yeah, yeah. not the same guy. He's just he's hurt, and I think that's a huge factor. Yeah, it's a huge factor, and you kind of have to wonder where their offense, you know, in the middle of that order is going to come from. Uh, Oakland, though, doesn't have the name that scares you. It doesn't have the name that kind of pops off the, pops off the page at you, and you say, oh, I don't want to face this guy, or uh, I don't want to pitch to this guy. But but like you said, they're a little deeper. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, You're not going to get an easy series from either one of them, but I think at this point, I think you'd rather face Detroit. And based on, if you look at, I think, their last 10 games for each of those teams and just kind of the way they finished, I, I think, you know, Oakland's a little bit, playing a little better right now. I think I'd rather face Detroit, but, you know, nothing's easy this time of year. It's October. You know, you're not getting any easy no, baseball I mean, games. No, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's just one of those things you kind of speculate on because tonight they'll play the winner of this game, period. And yeah. the game's in Oakland, but Oakland let one slip away the other night and, Mm-hmm. Can they come back and can they win it at home? Uh, it's it'll be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to watching tonight's game. Uh, you know, the A's just you know what, starting a rookie pitcher against Verlander. Anything's possible. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, well, we saw we might, saw Pittsburgh starting a, a rookie Ver- last night. <laughs> it might be Verlander. Yeah, right. It might be Verlander that. Uh, you know, takes them right into the series. I don't know, but I, I think I would be wary of Oakland, Joe. I really would. Yeah. But like you mentioned, you have a guy like Verlander who's been there before, you know, been there, done that. Great pitcher for uh, for a couple of years now, going against a rookie. Even though it's on the road, that game, you know, in these one-game scenarios, it's, it's all about pitching. And it, it, seems like the, it seems like the Red Sox might draw Detroit based on that pitching matchup. Yeah, I. You know what? You gotta like Lester against. Well, I don't know who's gonna start for them. Fister or uh, I, uh, Porcello. I don't know who's gonna start for them Saturday if Detroit gets past Oakland. Yeah. I guess all those guys will be might even be pitching tonight. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's win or go home for them. So you. You know, if you're a Red Sox fan, I think you're watching that game very, you know, very, very interested, trying to see maybe they have to dig in, maybe bring a starter out to, you know, you know, br- bridge a little bit of a gap, something like that. You, you know, I think if you're a Red Sox fan, you're hoping for a 22-inning <laughs> 22 inning game tonight and hope both yeah. teams exhaust their staffs and that Boston can, can line their, uh, you know, their starting pitching up because they got a couple days off right now. they got a lot of Red Sox, former Red Sox players on each team between uh... – Martinez and Iglesias and Reddick mm-hmm. and uh, Coco, Crisp, and yeah, there's a lot of ex Red Sox players floating around tonight. Yeah, yeah, most definitely Iglesias, uh, Coco, Crisp, one of my one of my favorites, mostly just because of his name. Uh, to talk about, you, you wrote in your blog this week the uh, the kind of the, the origin of the why can't we get players like that statement that has kind of you know become your catchphrase. Uh, and you were talking about Jeff Bagwell and the Red Sox traded him away for a relief pitcher, and that kind of started that whole thing. And then you went into the, you know, why can't we get players like that all-star team? There, it, it, is it a testament to the Red Sox or a detriment to the Red Sox 
that they have so many good former players that have played pretty recently for them, uh, and not all of whom are, you know, older players. You know, there are so many players floating around the league that, that have, you know, almost immediate Red Sox ties. I mean, but yet the Reds are still so good. What does that say about talent evaluation and, and the kind of players they bring? Well, I'll say this. Other teams probably have the same thing, which points yeah. out there's a lot more movement uh, mm-hmm. of players in Major League Baseball. Now, having said That's that, it. I think the fact that the Red Sox presently have the team that they have yeah. uh, is because a lot of these other guys are not here, and the Red Sox have done well mm-hmm. in using the slots available and the money available from letting these other guys go to a build yeah. what they have now. So I I think the real answer to your question goes to how many former Red Sox pitchers are yeah. in this postseason. And the only one, the one I, is, well, Annabelle Sanchez, certainly for Detroit. But yeah. on the other hand, uh, Masterson with the Indians is, is out of the competition, and so is, I don't know about Melanson in the National League, but I, I think that you don't find the quality Red Sox pitchers, former Red Sox pitchers that are out there like the quality uh, position players, which I think is really the way to answer your question. And The Red Sox yeah. have done a really good job of holding on to the people that are most important to them, their pitchers. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard to find a good quality pitching. Right. And I mean, how many, finding hitting and defense, you know, not it's easy. It's amazing how many left-handers. Amazing how many left-handers are are mm-hmm. on these clubs. I mean, you know, it's just it's a left-handers league, no doubt about it. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing when you when you actually think about it. So we'll, you know, we'll right. up tonight who the Red Sox move on to face. Uh, we'll get Saturday. Don't know the game time on that one yet. I'll uh, keep looking at it. But the Red Sox will open the ALCS this Saturday against either it'll Detroit. Be Sunday, or... it'll, be a eight, it'll be an 8 o'clock or a night game on Sunday because mm-hmm. Fox has a doubleheader football game. So for Fox on Sunday, oh, yeah. it's football, football, and then baseball with the, second, the middle football game being the Patriots and New Orleans. Yeah, and uh, and uh, those first two games will be in Boston because Boston has a home field advantage. So you could get a Sunday uh, Patriots-Saints and then Sunday night Red Sox-ALCS. Doesn't get much better than that this time of year, does it? <laughs> no, two on Fox. Patriots on Fox at 4 o'clock or 4.30, and then it'll be baseball somewhere around 8 o'clock, 8.30, whatever. So there you go. Yeah, yeah going to be a huge, Saturday, huge weekend for Boston sports. We just don't, yeah, know, it's just one of those things that happens this time of year a lot, but we don't know what what's going on with the Saturday night's time for sure. Yep. Yeah, but I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get that figured out. And uh, I do want to talk about the Patriots real quick. Uh, last week, we uh, we kind of disagreed on, on what they're going to do. I'm not sold on this offense yet, obviously, without the tight end. You mentioned Gronkowski possibly coming back this week. Is it worth it to bring him back? Is he totally healthy? Obviously, things we don't fully know because Belichick and them, you know, they played so close to the best with injuries and and injury news, but you look at them playing the Saints, a team that can really throw it. Drew Brees, uh, I don't know if anybody other than Peyton Manning is playing better than Drew Brees right now. Uh, just kind of how do you see this game shaking out? At least they get to play it at home, right? 
Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned that dome teams uh, don't get the benefit of the line from Las Vegas uh, when they play outside. So, you know, I wondered why the Patriots would be even favored in this game, but I guess that's that's the answer. And then there's the Gronkowski factor. I mean, losing Mm -hmm. to New Orleans is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, NFC team, so what? Then you get... You got the Jets, you got Miami and Pittsburgh, and then a bye week. So yeah. I'm saying, why? Well, I guess they want Gronkowski to at least show up for half a game so that they can get him out on the field uh, yeah. and get him ready for the next the next stretch. That, that makes sense. But on the other hand, if you don't play him Sunday and you lose, big deal. You know, losing to New Orleans is not the worst thing in the world. No, it's it's certainly not. There, you mentioned they're an NFC team, and obviously they're. Uh, a very very good team. Uh, I, I don't think it would uh, cause any cause much panic. But I was pretty surprised. Uh, the first four weeks, the Patriots come out. You know, they win their first four games. Everyone's still down on them, talking about ah, uh, you know, this this team is the worst four and zero ever. Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. And then people seem to be talking about how oh they're getting together now. They got a good defense. Uh, even the Wilfork was out. People were still talking talking up the defense, talking about you know Brady's going to get this figured out. A lot of people thought they were going to roll Cincinnati. And then we saw that, you know, the offense is kind of where it is. You know, against a good defense like Cincinnati has that doesn't have to blitz to get pressure on Brady. You know, they can just rush four. I mean, they just don't have the weapons to create separation right now. So, you know, is that why they're so desperate to get Gronk back? Was last week kind of a, you know, an offensive wake-up call, so to speak? Well, I mean, I think the Patriots have always been a tight end offense. And it's pretty hard to run a tight end offense without a tight end. Um, and that's why Gronkowski and, you know, Aaron Hernandez, pardon the actual mention of his name, were so yeah. important future stars for them because it, their yeah. offense really was able to utilize it to both players' strengths. So, you know, hard to play it. It's hard to play that offense if you don't have a tight end. So that's, I think they'd like to, to get Gronkowski back. And, and functioning. Yeah, most definitely. And like you said, maybe at least to get him in a little bit of football shape, get him, you know, run around hitting people, get, you know, used to being back in the game. Yeah. You know, even if you don't get that much out of him, it can't be a bad thing. But on the other hand, on the other hand, you know, Cincinnati scores only 13 points. You think you should win that game, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a yeah. winnable game, right? By any stretch of the imagination. The last time most he definitely. 13 points and lost. Lost, yeah. No, that's 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 why I think it, it's such a scary proposition for the Patriots. You know, you give usually you give up 13 points defensively, uh, and you have Tom Brady as your quarterback. You're, you're winning by two touchdowns. <laughs> you know, that's the way they think. So uh, it's a, it's a new time, and I'll tell you this: if they only give up 13 points to that great New Orleans offense, they're winning. Like <laughs> because New Orleans well, defense is nowhere so. near Cincinnati. I, I would think so. So maybe maybe this will be a shootout. You know, maybe. Uh, Tompkins will really have a field day, and maybe Gronkowski will be able to play enough to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's certainly the hope. On the bright side with the Patriots, their pass defense, don't look now, it's quietly one of the best in the league. Akeem Tlaib has been playing out of his mind. Uh, you know, he's been shutting down the best team, the team's other team's best receiver the last couple of weeks. Did a heck of a job on A.J. Green against uh, Cincinnati. You know, gave up a few catches, but Green's one of the best, you know, one of the best talents in the league. You're going to give up a few. Uh, have you been surprised with, you know, with the offensive struggles? The defense seems to really be picking up the slack. Yeah, I think they've 
I would agree. That, that they've been very impressive and uh, been a nice surprise. Uh, and I think it represented some of the areas that Belichick tried, Belichick tried to improve on in the off season, and mm-hmm. and so much for that. But you know, when, it's the other side of the ball now. Who would have thought that, that was going to be a problem? But people are actually starting to question Brady and his age. And I, I just never thought I'd ever see that happen. But you know what? If he has another clunker uh, on Sunday afternoon, yeah. then even more uh, questioning of Tom Brady. It, it, I just never thought I'd ever see that happen. But there's no <laughs> doubt about, you know, fans are fans are capable of, of taking out the knives on, on anybody. If they can criticize Tom Brady, they can criticize anybody. Yeah, yeah. We know we know. in all towns fans are a little fickle. I'm not so quick to pull out the hatchet on Tom Brady. I, I think I look at a, another Super Bowl, win, multiple Super Bowl winning quarterback, a couple others. You look at what Eli Manning is doing in New York, and he has, I would argue, far better weapons than Brady has right now. He isn't getting the job done. You look at, uh, I think a more similar situation is what Pittsburgh's got going on with Ben Roethlisberger. They can't protect him. They let Mike Wallace go. They don't have many weapons. I mean, it took a superhuman effort from him just to keep a game close with a with a bad Minnesota team. So sometimes, you know, we, we think we like to think in terms of quarterback versus quarterback, but sometimes the quarterback's only as good as the guys around him. And right now, you know, they're not giving Brady a whole lot of help. So I'm I'm not so quick to put him down. No, no, I'm just saying that fans that, that don't have that introspection that you do in looking at the reasons yeah. why they – play the way they play, are saying, hey, yeah. look, you know, Brady's uh, another year older, and they're trying to connect those dots. Well, I, I just don't think yeah. they're ready to do that just yet. Yeah, no, definitely not, especially when, you know, he's not as old as a guy named Peyton Manning who is uh, off to arguably the greatest start in NFL history right now. So it's hard to say yeah. that Tom Brady's too old. <laughs> okay, uh, Bob, that's uh, all I've got for you, unless you got anything else you'd like to mention. I, I know you're – are you going to be working the Red Sox games this weekend? I'm not sure. I don't. I think that uh, I know I'm going, but I I don't think so. I don't think Dick Flavin and I are in the uh, the loop as far as public address goes. I think they they got their one guy in the postseason, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it just simplifies things for them that they don't have to deal with uh, three people versus one. So I I I understand it. Not necessarily happy about it, but I understand it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't expect you to be uh, thrilled about it, but, hey, you get to watch the game and uh, you don't have to work. So this that's not true, too bad you know. thing either. <laughs> no, and it, it, was a, it was a lot of fun this season. But let's see. Well, you know what? This time next week we'll know a whole lot more about the two teams that we're talking about today. Oh, yeah, most definitely. All right, Bob, as always, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, always fun to talk to you. All right, you too, Joe. I appreciate it. Enjoyed it myself. Thanks. <laughs> All right. That was Bob LaBelle, everybody. Thank you so much for listening in. We'll catch you next week, same time, same place. Have a great weekend, everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.